Roethlisberger. Pass time. Throws to the back of the end zone, and it is caught for a touchdown by Holmes. And the Pittsburgh Steelers become the first franchise in history to win six Super Bowls. And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodigy, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. Hello, folks, and good evening, and welcome once again to the return here of Show Blitz of the Mass Steel podcast right now. I've definitely been absent, of course, last month. I've been tied up with a lot of schedules going on right now, but uh, definitely going to be an emotional night. Uh, going into Monday Night Football tonight, no matter how you slice it. More than quite frankly, this is uh, very much could be the end of Ben Rosberger in Pittsburgh, uh, not only for his football career, but as a Steeler, more particularly in, in Heinz Field. Now, remember, he has not officially acknowledged uh, or confirmed that this will be his last game as a Steeler. But he's definitely uh, seems to be indicating little by little, uh, little hints that he will be hanging it up uh, beyond this season, as a lot of people are expected. The guy who definitely came back took a $5 million uh, pay cut just to even come back. And for this guy right here, uh, listen, 18 years in the league, uh, 17 of those years uh, starting right now. Uh, he's given them a, 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 an incredible ride right here. Uh, plus, uh, we're going to get some fun stuff here. I'm going to keep this 30 minutes. I'm going to be going back 30-minute uh, podcast give you a heads up. Uh, no more hours for right now. But anyway, Steelers versus Browns. The Browns have been officially eliminated uh, from the playoffs by virtue of the Chargers defeating the Broncos, as we look in the standings right now, some other teams that were hanging around looking to get into the playoffs, Miami Dolphins, they blew their opportunity by losing to the Titans in Tennessee. Uh, then also the Denver Broncos, they had been eliminated uh, yesterday afternoon. So you had two teams right now, and now you got like the behind the Chargers who own – Right now, in position of the final spot, they'll be going head-to-head against the Raiders in Las Vegas. Uh, that matchup right there will definitely be a very interesting one right there. And remember, the Chargers, they took the first game of the Monday night matchup earlier this uh, year. And I believe this is after the Raiders started, what, like about two or three wins in the road kickoff their season. Raiders are looking to get back to the playoffs for the first time in five years, which ironically has been the same amount of time the Steelers ever had a playoff victory, if they even get into the playoffs. If the Steelers do make it into the playoffs uh, for this season right now, uh, for the time being. This will be their 33rd uh, playoff appearance in franchise history amongst NFL teams. 
in their uh, franchise. And uh, definitely it's been quite a year of turmoil and some frustration with this team right now as we look at it uh, for the most part. But here we are once again, Mike Tomlin coached up team. I still tend to believe that their moment opportunity was kind of squandered a little bit when you go back uh, since uh, time with the Detroit Lions. They're 5-3 at that moment in time. And what ends up uh, happening, uh, they, they go for a tie with that contest. Since then, 2-4-1, and one, uh, which has been the ultimate indictment on this team, which includes going 0-4 on the road. No road games won. Last time they won on the road, uh, ironically, is going to be against a team they faced on Halloween in Cleveland in the dog pound in first energy field against the Browns. So how about that right now? Browns right now, they'll be looking to play uh, spoilers right now for the Steelers. As you could imagine, Steelers must win out and they will need to have the Colts lose to the Jaguars and make sure that the Raiders and Chargers do not have their game end up in a tie. So if it falls into a tie, it goes into head-to-head matches where the Steelers have lost both those teams right there. If that game has a tie and the Colts win, it will be the Colts, Chargers, and Raiders. Uh, I believe uh, again that – no, excuse me. Uh, it will be the Colts and the Chargers getting in, not the Raiders, if you think about it. So that's what you uh, uh, hope that doesn't happen. Uh, last time uh, I checked right now with the Indianapolis uh, Colts, heard a crazy stat right now. Speaking of which, they've been having their frustrations against the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars as of late. And this even goes back to like a year when they had uh, Philip Rivers on their team who retired after the 2020 season, first year and where the NFL had uh, COVID. But for the Colts who uh, play the Jacksonville Jaguars right now uh, in Jacksonville, they haven't won there in Jacksonville in over seven years. That was in September 21st, 2014, when they had Andrew Luck. That final was 44 to 17 right now. Yeah, and that, that's a very fair point uh, right here. Uh, uh, by the way, Joel Hayden, he's another guy right now who may be looking to move on to another team. This team would be quite possibly on the verge of rebuilding, but let's hold that just yet. Listen, they're still having a lot of money freed up in cap space. And I'm, I'm not ready to go there just yet. I do believe we're going to see a lot of changes. And more particularly, uh, you, you better aren't you believe the emphasis on quarterback more than likely. If they do move on from Ben Roethlisberger, who's that going to be? Are they going to, like, if they can't find someone via trade where it's Aaron Rodgers, which I do not see happening, or Russell Wilson. A lot of people are inclined to think that the Steelers should give up multiple first-round value picks to get one of those guys to keep them in contention. The only problem is, number one, you got to fix up. You got to fix that offensive line. I talked to a close friend of mine. He actually believes that they could be on the upswing. But to be honest, you when you look at the hits that uh, Ben Rouser has been uh, taking this year, I, I, I'm telling you one thing right now. 
Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, more in particular, they have been one of the most sad quarterbacks in this league throughout their careers. And we have no idea how Russell Wilson is going to continue to be uh, with that finger injury. And then you also got a guy, on the other hand, too, uh, Aaron Rodgers, who looks like he'll be winning his, what is it, his uh, fourth MVP? I mean, he's already a three-time MVP uh, winner in this league and is looking pretty darn good to possibly take his team finally back to a Super Bowl here. Like I said, three-time league MVP. Uh, I mean, born out of California. And this guy right here, I mean, you saw the brief affinity him and Mike Tomlin have walked another in Green Bay. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But to be honest, yeah, I think it's far-fetched. Aaron Rodgers, I just do not see happening. I just don't see how he becomes a stealer. I think that is uh, pipe dreaming at this point. But we'll find out right now. Uh, again, if you guys want to follow me on social media, you can definitely do so. You can follow me on Twitter at MassSteelCPR and on Instagram at MassSteelNation uh, right now. We're streaming live on my Facebook and Instagram uh, live right now. Uh, as you can see in the back of me uh, right here uh, in, in my background, that's a Ben Rosberger uh, photo right there from Super Bowl 40. I'm sure you saw this in my background a couple of times when I went live on Instagram. That is from Super Bowl 40 right there. And I believe. That was a touchdown a quarterback uh, sneak in there that was under review. A very uh, controversial uh, upheld review by the officials in Seattle Seahawks fans' eyes. And, of course, people watching that broadcast, I do believe he broke the chalk barely by the nose of the football. Uh, it was definitely bang-bang in that situation. But when you think about a guy like Bev Rosker, I mean, the guy weighs out of the door. He has been the, the ultimate warrior for this franchise, no pun intended. But, I mean, seriously, I mean, all the pain tolerance he has had to endure, all, all the stuff that he's been uh, through this team right now, especially, to be honest with you, I'm at this point right now where I'm okay if this team does not get into the playoffs at this point. I still have very little optimism. A chance is still a chance. But to be honest, like I said, they made their own bet. If you can't win on the road, I mean, re- recently going back, I mean, since October and over two months, you don't deserve to be in. You really don't. Because a lot of these wins that they've been having, I mean, the feel-good wins, tough, grid-out victories against the Ravens, the Titans, what happens? It's blowout city against the Vikings, where he came up eight points shy of nearly tying the game at the end of regulation. And then also against Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, come on. This is not a team right now. I mean, when you lose 36 to 10 right here, I mean, Ben Rosberger, I mean, only threw for 159 yards, got sacked only twice in that game. But that, that's, a, that's a team right here where it show, it's come off the tracks as of late. I, I truly believe if the Steelers will have beaten that Lions team, of course, Ben Rosper, everyone knows the story. He got COVID like about a few days before going into that. He was feeling symptoms. In comes Mason Rudolph. You have got – you're fighting for your 
your NFL starting quarterback career. He's still a solid backup, but this is, that was your ultimate moment right there to prove that you could still be a starter in this league, if not for the Steelers going in here. And I'll be honest, this is not a team right now, like I said, 0-4 on the road. I mean, the last two months. I have a huge problem with that. That is not the makings of a playoff team. But again, if they do win this game, not only are they still alive for the playoffs, but guess what? The crazy thing in all this, they not only guarantee themselves not to be in last place in the AFC North, they'll finish no worse than third place. They win this game. They'll be at 8-7-1. Browns will fall through officially 7-9, so there's no way the Browns can make it out of the AFC North basement. But it would also guarantee Mike Tomlin a record-setting 15th straight non-losing season to begin a coaching career. And that's a damn shame in all this. I love the guy, Mike Tomlin. I have a lot of respect for the man, uh, for what he's done. He's always kept his team in it. But I tell you what, when you keep getting blown out the way you've done this season and the ways that they have lost, I mean, games, it's, it's starting to really become uh, inexcusable I mean, at this point, I think, if anything, Mike Tomlin has done everything he can to keep his team competitive. I think the only problem is he's been too loyal to his coaching staff. I mean, the only times he's really made gutsy, I mean, moves as far as, like, with his coaching staff, he'd have to go back as far as Dick LeBeau back at the end of the 2014 season, 2015, when he assigned Keith Butler, promoted him, to defense quarter. I believe Dick LeBeau was linebacker's coach at that point. But and then later on, he, he had Todd Haley in that process. He gets let go with a few games remaining in the 2017 season. In comes Bruce Arians. Or no, he gets released at the end of the season. Excuse me. Bruce Arians, he comes a, comes a new offense core there the next season. And then not, not, not Bruce Arians, excuse me, Randy Feekner. Sorry, guys, for uh, stuttering here. But Randy Feekner, who looked okay in that first uh, year, I mean, and that's mainly because he had Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, that's another story right now. I just want to just say prayers, love, and best wishes. I'm not going to uh, poke at the bear right now. Listen. It was an awkward, embarrassing, and sad moment to watch him and his time with the Bucks. Not only the Bucks, but possibly his football career. And I just hope and pray outside the game of football, he's finding some closure somehow because this is a guy right now who needs a lot of help and is not happy in his life and definitely feels like he's being screwed over by money he was supposed to be earning. It's just, it's really just sad, like how much dependent football is trying to help him find that closure. Uh, but we're, we're not going to get into that today. He did have some encouraging uh, a video about Ben Rosberger. He doesn't feel like Ben Rosberger is done just yet. We'll get into that a little bit later on, but I'm not sure about that. But uh, anyway, uh, here we go. If you guys want to get in the conversation, feel free. You can definitely uh, send me a message uh, on Instagram. You can check me out on Facebook Live. 
uh, right now as we are starting uh, for this time being. So let's begin with it right now, uh, the opening drive. We got remaining here. He had, Ben Rosberg has a career record of 24-3-1 as, including the playoffs versus the Browns, 875 win percent, completing 63% of his passes, along with 6,895 yards, 43 touchdowns of 25 picks. Uh, according to Ben Rosberg going to this game, it's an AFC North opponent. It doesn't matter which of the other ones we're playing. It's a North opponent, said Rosberg, who earlier this season got his 25th victory of his career, First Browns, I don't believe being 25th. I got 24, but anyway, it was a 15-10 win over the Browns on Halloween. That was a noon game, by the way. Uh, he goes on to say, we're still in it. I know if they pull up the polls, we're on the outside of it, but if we win, two, take care of our business, and I know some things have to happen, and we have a chance to have another home game. But, yeah, it's always special to play these guys. Monday Night Football, everyone will be watching there's always a little extra juice when it's AFC North football. And that's the only thing. To be honest with you, I anticipate the Steelers are going to win one out of the main two games. I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening right now, being the Ravens in Baltimore. This is their last opportunity right now, especially for Mike Tomlin. If he's going to guarantee of not having a, another line losing season, this is your golden opportunity right now. Uh, the Ravens right now, who are losers – uh, for right now, I mean, since that Miami uh, Dolphins loss, they have won two of their remaining uh, two of their last eight teams since that Miami Dolphins loss on Thursday night football. So two and six since then, uh, which includes being losers of five in their five in a row. Their last victory uh, was Sunday night football versus the Browns. Uh, they won that game by a touchdown, but ever since then, uh, it's just truly been an abominable season for them. And they're still somehow alive in the playoffs. I mean, you got Tyler Huntley right now who's been doing an outstanding job so far. I mean, in only six games, he's through for 940 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. I mean, he's also had a fourth-quarter comeback, game-winning drive. And when you also look at, too, uh, Tyler Huntley right now, he is fourth on the team and rushing 222 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, for the season, they, they got a pretty good plan right now. Now, the Baltimore Ravens, they are hurting right now. And I've honestly, like I always said, if it's not the Steelers, I'm picking the Ravens win the AFC North. But thanks to the Bengals uh, beating the Ravens a week earlier. And then when you look at, I mean, going into that matchup right there, I mean, they had a game lead over the Ravens. They beat the Chiefs. They wrapped up the AFC North. Congratulations to the Bengals right there. Uh, they're once again uh, the AFC North division winners. Uh, first division title since 2015. We all know how that ended uh, when the Steelers met up with them. And to be honest with you, if the Steelers do happen to make the playoffs, more than likely, if things stand the way they are, the Tennessee Titans, who actually helped keep the Steelers' playoff hopes alive by taking care of the Dolphins, who eventually got eliminated, they are the top seed in the AFC. 
Now, they just need a win or Chiefs loss to secure a bye right now to, for the top seed. If that happens, let's just say the Steelers win out. Jaguars beat the Colts, Colts 0-7 Jacksonville. It'll be over eight years at that point since they haven't won there. Steelers would be in the seventh seed. And uh, guess what? I mean, at that point, Steelers, uh, for the most part, would have to face the Kansas City Chiefs, for what it looks like. Chiefs would be the number two seed. Uh, Hesitate to imagine how that would go, but I'll imagine right now, the time is right now for this team to fix this. This has been a season unlike any other right now. And I, I have no idea what to expect. They need help. I mean, it's not like they haven't given getting any help to be in position this season. The problem is holding their end of the bargain. They just mess around their opportunities. And to be honest, yeah, I don't think they deserve to be in it. They don't. I mean, Ben Rosberger, I mean, give him a lot of uh, praise for what he's had to do as far as, like, what the weak offensive line he has had. I'll grant you that. I mean, you had a brand-new offensive line. Kendrick Green, who I have serious doubts about being their long-term center, which I know a lot of people do not at this point. But it's just, I have never seen this line get so beat I mean, as far as, like, giving up sacks, being broken down, being overwhelmed. And that's, that's the sickening part in all this. They've got to snap out of it right now uh, at this point. And we'll, we'll see. But for right now, I, I think the Steelers, they realize their season is slim. Uh, any hopes and dreams of possibly making a playoff, making our Super Bowl run, we shall see. Roster updates going to tonight's game. According to Dale Lott of DK Pittsburgh Sports, Steelers, they have elevated guard Rashad Coward and running back Trey Edmonds from the practice squad for tonight's game. The Steelers going into this game, they will be without linebacker Buddy, Buddy Johnson, who's dealing with a foot injury uh, still. Uh, Punter Presley Har- Harvin, non-injury related. Prayers and thoughts to, I believe he lost his dad uh, recently. Uh, I know he's been criticized with his punting performance, but that's a uphill swallow when you got your loved one in the background, who your dad who's fading away. I think he did pass. I'm not sure. I don't check. But then center, center Kendrick Green, Kathy is listed as questionable. Browns, they will be without strong safety. Ronnie Harrison, ankle, cornerback, Troy Hill, knee, and inside linebacker, Mac Wilson. Browns running back Kareem Hunt, ankle, and left defensive tackle, Blake Jackson, knee, are questionable for tonight's game. That's the injury news right there. I like to hear what you guys think. I like to hear uh, your uh, predictions for tonight's game. I'm going to definitely have the Steelers uh, winning this uh, game tonight. It's not going to be easy, of course. But I tell you what, let's go ahead and start with key number one for this game. Steelers run defense, the most First obvious elephant in the room has to uh, get addressed right now. They cannot allow Nick Chubb or Yellow, if Cream Hunt is ready to go, 
you cannot be scorched on this uh by the Browns running ground and pound attack. I mean, the Browns, uh, for the most part, uh, for this season, when you look at it, I mean, as far as, like, running the ball, I mean, they didn't run the ball effectively the last time or ran it enough last time, which a lot of people will point to why they lost that game. They are the number fifth rushing attack, 2,173 yards, 19 uh, touchdowns for the year. So definitely uh, being on guard for Nick Chubb and possibly Kareem Hunt, if Kareem Hunt is good to go. Uh, remember, uh, for tonight's uh, game with Kareem Hunt, as I just uh, mentioned, he has an ankle. He is questionable for tonight's uh, game here. That is going to be uh, key number one. I think key number two, uh, Steelers, you have to get off so fast. You have to set the tempo early. Uh, get Najee Harris involved a lot more. Balance out the, the thing. And be honest with you, I know I'm going to sound crude saying this, but Take the play calling duties out of Mike Sullivan's hands. Let Ben run the offense these last two games. If this is indeed going to be his last run as a Steeler, I'm letting Ben call all the elbows he wants. I'll live or die uh, with that bet any day of the week right there. I'll let him live and die by the sword and take this team where it needs to go. If he's going to have one last hurrah, let Ben Give him the green light uh, to make the thing uh, happen here. And then uh, last but not least, key number three, winning the turnover ratio. Uh, Steelers, for the most part, uh, going into uh, this year, I mean, which has been a, a sad thing. Remember, their tur turnover ratio, which definitely got significant uh, concerns right now uh, for, for uh, this year. Uh, Steelers, by the way, who are plus one internal – or no, excuse me, minus one internal or, uh, ratio. Uh, you got to get that uh, turned around in a hurry right now because that is the thing right now has been hauling this team, the lack of takeaways they have produced. And we're seeing a very similar pattern what happened in 2018 – Nine, I mean, only nine interceptions on defense, eight bubble recoveries. You got to find a way to get that, bulk that, you got to spike that number up. Spike it up, uh, do whatever you can, because that is definitely uh, hurting this team. Uh, losing the turnover ratio, I just don't feel right now that is going to be any uh, formula success at all. It's just very... They're 18th in that, minus one. Browns are ahead of them. They're even for the year. I mean, when you uh, think about it, I mean, the uh, Browns, they have uh, 18 takeaways, 18 turnovers. So that's going to have to get uh, turned. So that's there you have it, keys for the game. And let's go ahead and wrap this up real quickly. I mentioned this. Uh, top five all-time Steelers all-time. And I thought about this uh, very carefully. I was listening to the Cook and Joe show here on 937 with a fan alongside with Pop Pompiani. He usually joins them every uh, Monday. It's a, it's a, a three-man show, usually. If he's not there on Mondays, uh, sometimes, it's usually because one of the guys 
is out between uh, Joel or Ron, or sometimes he'll just fill in with them uh, because it's one of those absences. But we're asking the top five uh, Steelers. Where does Ben Brosper rank as far as all-time Steeler greats? Well, here's my list. Number one, I'm going to go with Mean Joe Green. No question. He is the number one Steeler in my book right there. Big-time game-changer alongside Chuck Noll, who helped uh, not only playoff success, but championship success with four Super Bowls. Of course, he is the all-time leaders with, in the Steelers' history with 10 Pro Bowls, four All-Pros, uh, been to the All-Decade team, two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Ben Rosberg comes in at number two for me. And the reason why I put him ahead of over Terry Bradshaw, let's be honest, of course, it is – uh, an offensive uh, era-type game. He has had the benefits of the quarterback position being protected. But to be honest with you, Ben Roswell has utilized his strength to his advantage. I mean, his size to his advantage. Uh, the toughness he's had. But for the simple fact that, yeah, he hasn't won any MVPs, yet alone any Super Bowl MVPs. He's got all the numbers and passing yards. I mean, uh, basically... I mean, for for the team, as far as, like, touchdowns, I mean, completion percentage. I mean, he's top three in game-winning drives all time. I mean, this guy right here, I mean, he's pretty much done it all for this team. And you think about the fact, too, that, I mean, he blows Terry Bradshaw out of the sky with nearly – 36,000 more passing yards than he did. 416 touchdowns to 209 interceptions. He's got 207 more touchdowns than he does interceptions. Terry Bradshaw, who's got two more touchdowns versus six, 212 touchdowns, 210 picks. I mean, he's been, he's helped end a significant quarterback uh, Super Bowl franchise drought with the help of. Kevin Colbert and Bill Cowher at that time. So he is number two on that list. Number three, I will go with Franco Harris. Why Franco Harris? Uh, I have a guy like Jack Lambert. Simple. The immaculate reception right there. Uh, even though it was controversial and uh, prayers, thoughts, and best wishes to John Mann and his family, the NFL world who passed away uh, last week. Uh, truly an icon right there. One of the all-time greats. Uh, head coaches as an Oakland Raider, of course, one of the broadcaster and the video game producer with Madden Sports, Madden NFL. Uh, Franco Harris, I mean, for both teams, was just called respectfully to play, but for Steelers, always be the immaculate reception. That right there helped earn their first ever playoff victory. If they didn't get that playoff win that day, how much of the fortunes of the franchise was still, would it have changed? Uh, later or like were they still been having a struggling uh winning culture that was huge for phenomenal reasons right there uh next up you also got i got jack lambert jack lambert he's the only guy on my list who's made the all decade team two times no linebacker playing for 11 seasons right there He's also uh, tied with Franco Harris for the second most Pro Bowls. I love Marquis Pouncey, each got nine. Uh, four-time Super Bowl champion, one defensive player of the year, and last but not least, 
Uh, the last safety who's won to the Hall of Fame, strong safety, Koi Palomalu. Uh, by the way, two-time Super Bowl champion, all-decade team, defensive player of the year. Now, I would put Rob Woods on this list, but the only thing is, at the end of the day, statistically, Rob Woodson definitely has numbers, more starts, but Troy Palomalu is loose as he is versus Rob Woodson. Biggest difference, Troy Palomalu did not leave a free agency, and plus he made a team for the Steelers, take him to the Super Bowl. Remember, Rob Woodson was injured in that 95 season uh, in the first game of the year, breaking his knee, uh, trying to tackle Barry, Barry Sanders, and he didn't come back until Super Bowl 30. Troy Palomalu had a game-sealing pick six versus Ravens to take him to Super Bowl 43, thanks to number 43. So that's why he's on this list. Uh, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts, at CGR and also on Instagram, Nation. I got Ben Rosper as the number two greatest stealer of all time behind Mean Joe Green. Once again, I got Mean Joe Green number one, Ben Rosberger number two, Franco Harris three, Jack Lambert fourth, and last but not least, Troy Palomalu at number five. Uh, let's go ahead and get this uh, win versus the Browns right now. Keep the season alive. Remember, this win not only guarantees Mike Tomlin his 15 consecutive non-losing season. Steelers playoffs hopes will be alive. And plus, they'll guarantee that they will not finish last in the North. I'm Charles Pryor, as always, Leah. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, Sears. Here we go. I go.